In the recent past, South Africans have been speaking truth to power from their president, Sarah Ramaphosa, at the Russia-Africa Summit to Julius Malema at the EFF Convention, and most recently, their foreign affairs minister, Naledi, who said during the Russia-Africa Summit, during an interview with RT News, that the United Nations has become a weapon. It's become a weapon that is being used by the West against Africa to continue oppressing the continent and ensure that the continent stays dilapidated, does not unite and harness its power. But that is about to change because Africa now begin, is beginning to understand that it's a very powerful continent that can rise up and take its rightful place at the global stage and shake tables. A relationship that has been built up over many years between Africa and Russia. It's a very important relationship for us, particularly uh, South Africa, given the role uh, that the people of Russia played in our own struggle uh, for freedom. From time to time, um, the United Nations has been used for political ends. Uh, it's been made a weapon by some against others. We have to end that. And I think having a diversity in its structures and mechanisms, allowing for democratic processes. Hello guys, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Ndero Ganga. I am a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here and having conversations with you guys about Africa, black people empowerment and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Today I want us to have a conversation that um, with regards to an interview that the Foreign Affairs Minister of South Africa, Naledi, um, gave to RT News, which is a Russian outlet during the Russia Africa summit. Now, Naledi has been very vocal about the relationship that South Africa has with Russia, the pressure that the West is currently putting on South Africa to detach its ties from, from Russia. And we'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, BRICS has been the center of conversations currently globally and even a bone of contention. And that's why we are seeing South Africa receive also a lot of pushback because the West understands that there's so much power in this new trading block that is being formed. Because if you're able to do business with these people and their natural resources is collateral, yet you can give them fair terms. Natural resources are not going anywhere. They're actually underground. So it just means that you're giving them fairer terms of doing business. And the lady is saying BRICS is going to happen, whether the West likes it or not, no matter how much pushback it receives, it's going to happen because it's so important that Africa has its own freedom when it's doing business. Anytime that America makes decisions with regards to dollars, Africa suffers a lot. Take, for example, the way um, interest rates have been hiked in, in, in America to, to, to contain internal inflation in the country. The rest of the world is suffering. Africa is suffering because now we're suffering from imported inflation. We're suffering from dollar crunch in the market because anytime you raise interest rates, then it makes it harder for money to circulate in the economy and if money is not circulating, then that money is not trickling down back to the continent. And that lady says, we cannot underpin our life, our livelihoods and our survival on the dollar. That is why BRICS has to happen and BRICS has to become successful. We need to have greater fairness in world trade and uh, we need to ensure again uh, that financial uh, systems 
and institutions are not politicized to a level um, that they become a barrier uh, uh, to trade. So uh, having greater diversity is extremely important because mm -hmm. once you attach to one currency or one system, you then become somewhat of a hostage and that's what we've got to end. We have to have fair trade, proper systems, financial security, but you can't be tied to one. And the moment is probably now to consider alternatives. Foreign ministers always have secrets in their back pockets. <laughs> sure. No, um, I think that uh, you know the world is at a worrying moment, and I, I don't want to underplay uh, uh, the threat that faces us as the global community if we are unable to resolve current challenges. Naledi also talks about somewhat Stockholm syndrome where Africans are addicted to their oppressor. We, we, we do not see them as the oppressor. Instead, we see them as the Messiah. Yet that is never going to happen. She says, your oppressor cannot save you. The main goal of your oppressor is to continue oppressing you. Your oppressor does not have your best interest at heart. And Africa has always done business with the West looking at them as the white messiah or the black messiah or the savior yet they should be looking at them as the oppressor the very people that came to your continent enslaved you made you servants and put you through hard labor stole your resources and even now that they're trying to do business with you they give you breadcrumbs while they feast off of your resources yet you still give these people the benefit of the doubt you extend them so much courtesy in doing business at your own expense and she says it's high time that africans wake up start doing business with the west as your former colonialists, see them through that lens. Then you will appreciate that these people are not doing business with you because they have your best interest at heart, but instead they do business with you because you have something that they want and they look at you as oppressors so they will find any means possible to continue oppressing you and perpetuate that cycle of poverty and overdependence. She also talks about this in, in the way that we also do trade. You know, Africa needs to stand up and realize that what we are selling, the West needs. I tell you this for free. Kenyan tea is one of the best teas that you'll ever find in the world. Ethiopian coffee is one of the leading coffees in the world. Kenyan flowers are, are, are all over Europe. So it doesn't hurt to say that if you want what I have, then you must give me better terms when we're doing business. Even those who claim to be our friends have really exploited the resources of the continent. And, uh, you know, colonialism was about mineral resources, was about extraction. But uh, no one, no oppressor uh, will change your situation of oppression. It is you who are oppressed who must change it. So I think we need to develop a different relationship with our resources, manage them ourselves, develop the ability to be innovative, use partnerships such as a partnership with Europe or the United States or Russia for our interests and not the interests of others. One last thing that um, the minister spoke about that I found controversial, but also good controversy because it will open up a very needed conversation is how she termed the UN. She said the UN is a tool, is always used as a tool of manipulation. It's a weapon formed against African countries because when 
things are happening at other parts of the world, it's okay. When they happen in certain parts of Africa, then we see the UN coming up and speaking and sanctions and bringing up human rights and talking about how A, B, C, and D is not right. Where is the UN when certain things happen? And then where's the UN when other things do not happen? Take, for example, when Russia invaded Ukraine, the UN was very vocal about human rights, about protecting these people. The same thing is happening in Sudan. There's a civil unrest in Sudan. The UN has not said anything. Nothing at all. Nothing. The UN has not said anything about the relationship, the, 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 the oppressive relationship that France has with its former colonies on the continent. It has not said anything. The UN has not said anything about how America, UK, and France are aggressively setting military bases on the continent. It's a threat to African security. It's a threat to Africans. It is actually a threat. The UN has not said anything about that. The UN has nothing to say when the West does bad things, when the West is, is, is oppressing Africa, when the West is not doing fair business with Africa. But let Africans do something, just one thing. Then the UN is out here all up in arms. And that just tells you, that can give you an indication of whose interest the UN is out here to serve. And that lady says, listen, in all fairness, operators a fair body or just don't operate it at all or extend yourself as an extension of the west and don't masquerade yourself as this body that has the best interest for everybody at heart the uh, relationship that has been built up over many years between africa and russia it's a very important relationship for us particularly uh, south africa given the role uh, that the people of russia played in our own struggle uh, for freedom. From time to time, um, the United Nations has been used for political ends. Uh, it's been made a weapon by some against others. We have to end that. And I think having a diversity in its structures and mechanisms, allowing for democratic processes, I think uh, it is time uh, that our continent realize that it has the possibility of being an extremely powerful part of the world. And we need to be far more in control of our own capabilities, our resources, and we should manage them to the interest of the African continent and not have this notion that we owe someone something because that's the neo-colonial uh, ideal. So I think uh, we need to begin uh, to understand our own power and to use it to good effect for Africa. Well, guys, that's all I had for you in this episode of our conversations. My name is Adira Ganga. Let me know what you think about what the Minister of Foreign Affairs in South Africa, Naledi, had to say. She's one of those ladies who's rising up very fast on the continent. Um, she knows her stuff when it comes to foreign, foreign affairs. She knows her stuff when it comes to policy, strategy, international relations. And she is not going to back down. And that's something that I really love about her. I mean, the West is really trying, trying so hard to push South Africa into a corner to ensure that South Africa is afraid, to ensure that South Africa is exposed, that South Africa doesn't have anybody to turn to besides the West because South Africa has maintained, and rightfully so, that it will continue to have a relationship with Russia because Russia are their friends and they intend to continue to build up that friendship with Russia. And for as long as they are not breaking any laws, 
they are willing to build up and see where that partnership goes because south africa is treated as an equal by russia and that's what her job as the minister is to do to find good partners for south africa i'll see you again next time